Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. First, some good news. The organization we're highlighting this week is Wrestling with Character. This organization is based in Omaha, Nebraska. They use the sport of wrestling to develop healthy, confident athletes and citizens. They have a lot of different programs, a lot of programs for youth wrestlers. I don't even remember how I ran across this, but I like the character component, the citizenship component they bring into it. That was always something very important to me as a more or less lifelong martial artist. I started martial arts when I was five years old. Something that was always very important to me about martial arts training was the character component. The, I started in Taekwondo, still am active training in Taekwondo. They have the tenets of Taekwondo, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and indomitable spirit. I just thought that's a great thing. And even I train in jujitsu now, love that. Even if that doesn't maybe have the formal set of beliefs, set of tenets, my experience with that is it is this very respectful thing. It's a very communal experience. There is a lot of citizenship and self-development attached to that. It's one of the things I love about coaching. The way that we can help young people, help all people, develop themselves, build character, build skills and confidences that will transfer to the rest of their lives. But sometimes that gets lost. Sometimes that gets lost in our competitiveness. It happens a lot in youth sports. I see it where parents or coaches pushing kids and you'll see negative sportsmanship. You'll see see people who are focused on the winning more than the character sort of thing. And I love that this organization is putting that front and center. That yes, they're developing wrestlers, but they want They want people to be healthy and confident. They want to develop citizens. The other thing that I like that they have on their website is they talk about Kaizen, which is a Japanese philosophy that's really focused on the process. It's about small, continual progress. I've talked about that quite a bit before. It's sort of the how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. I wrote about that a couple of weeks ago. I love that. I love that philosophy. I recognized that word right away when I saw it pop up. And I was like, oh, this is very interesting. So again, kind of that martial arts thing, sort of bringing that in. Like, this is what we're about. It's a process. It's In sorts, it's a a way of life. So I, I like everything that I've seen from them. You can find them at wrestlingwithcharacter.com. That's all spelled out, Wrestling With Character, out of Omaha, Nebraska. This is Family Time 99. 
we're talking about organization. Family Time 99 has a nice ring to it. Kind of crazy to think that next week we're going to be doing Family Time 100. It was when I started doing these formally, we started calling them Family Time. I numbered them for one school year, and I'll talk about this more next week, I'm sure. But I was going to start over numbering them again, just kind of doing the weeks of the school year. And some of my students said, no, you should just keep it going. Just keep numbering them. We'll see how, see how far we go. So here we are, family time, 99. We're talking about organization. Organization is such an important skill and another difficult skill to develop sometimes. The reason I think it's hard for a lot of people to get organized, however you want to get organized, is we see it as a restrictive thing. We see it as something that's not very fun. It's just not enjoyable. We don't want a bunch of limitations and a bunch of rules. We don't want to be put into a box. And I largely agree with that. But something I have really discovered is the more regimented and more organized I am about certain aspects of my life, I would really say, <laughs> I guess about certain, certain parts of all phases of my life, then the more freedom I also have in those phases of my life. What I mean by that is, I'm very organized, but I, I often, I like to leave free space. That's something that we don't think about either. If we're thinking about making a schedule or setting up some sort of process, being organized in some way, I think we often only look at the, the obligations, the things that we have to do. We can, we can organize the lives that we want. We can build schedules that make room for fun, that make room for our hobbies, that make room for all the things we're passionate about. A lot of my organization is honestly focused on that. And I find the more organized I am, the more I can ad lib a little bit, the more I can freestyle. I look at it sort of like jazz. Whether people really like jazz or not, a lot of times jazz just seems like it's this off-the-cuff improvisation. And it is to a point, but it's, it only really works when the musicians really, really know how to play. They have the skills. And then they can start improvising. And then it sounds like something. Same thing with most things in life. If we're really going to put in the work, build the foundation makes it a lot easier for us to adapt, for us to go on our own, for us to improvise and freestyle. I'm going to talk about some of the things that I do to organize myself. These certainly don't need to be the processes for anyone else, but in my classes, as we talk about organization, I'm going to ask my students to identify a task or a goal that they want to set up some organization to help them achieve 
And then I want them to identify things like the resources they have, time, materials, skills, and how they can organize either a process or a schedule to help them achieve the goal that they want. To ultimately have the something closer to the lives they want. And that's really, that comes down to a lot of my organization. So I'll show a couple of things. I've talked about this sort of stuff at different times. I'm big on writing things down. Here, if you're watching the video component of the family time, I'm holding up just a, a yellow legal pad that I write down on a different sheet of paper, I have a few things that really for the year, I don't do like New Year's resolutions, but I have points of focus. A lot of times it's just a single word or phrases that I write down that remind me about areas I want to focus on for the year. Then one month at a time, I will write, I'll write the month on the top of a page. And then I'll write categories of things that I want to focus on. So mine are kids, health, art, media, home, school, and learn. That's what I have. Then underneath those, I might have a couple bullet points. So like underneath the heading that says kids, I have quality, dreams, fun, and learn. So those are points of focus I want with my kids. Where we're together, I want to make sure, one, every time we're together, I want to make sure our time is quality time. That's pretty vague, but it's just my little checkpoint that like when we're together, it's not, I'm not on my phone. I'm not distracted by other things. We are spending time together. And that could be something as simple as like, we're watching a show together. That's cool. But if we're doing that, I'm sitting with you and we're watching it and we're enjoying it together. Dreams are something I want to focus on. I want to help them explore new things. As they become passionate about things, I go all in. I want to help them pursue their dreams. Fun. I try to make sure that some of our time is just fun. We're involved in a lot of activities. So I try to make sure like, hey, did I get my kids to laugh today? And if I'm thinking like, oh, I haven't really just been silly with them, then it's time for me to start doing a silly voice or doing a character. Or I'll grab my guitar and we start making up silly nonsense songs. Because like, did we just have fun? And then learn. So I help my kids learn anything. Sometimes it's like, oh, hey, you should check this out so you know about this thing culturally or whatever. <laughs> which, which is funny. I say that sometimes and I say it in class too. I'll tell my students, you should know this just for culture. <laughs> and my 11-year-old son, Mickey, turned that around on me the other day. He wanted to show me something and I was like yeah I don't know it was like it was a movie we're gonna watch and I'm like meh he's like you ever seen this no and I'm like meh okay and he's like you should watch it for culture <laughs> like okay I don't uh, I don't know the movie he was picking was real culturally significant universally speaking but wound up being a fun movie it was uh here comes the boom who has ever seen that Kevin James as a Teacher who becomes a UFC fighter. Kind of a sweet movie. Pretty funny. So he thought I should watch that for culture. That's a bit of an aside. But those are the things that when I'm 
I have those points of focus and I have bullet points like that under all those different categories, then I can do that self-reflection we talked about last week, that self-reflection piece at the end of the day, did I address these things? And I just kind of make tally marks. Then I break things down smaller where I'll list out the days of the week. I'll put big things that like I need to hit there. I mean, I don't write down like school every day. I know I'm going to school where I teach and stuff like that. But I'll put like, oh, this is the activities, kids activities we have that day or the meeting that I have or whatever it is. Jot those things down just to help stay organized that way. And then other points of focus or stuff like that. I also have big on the whiteboards. I'm holding this up to the camera if you're watching the video. This is one of one of several whiteboards around our house. This is a whiteboard calendar. I have a I do have a paper, as you call it paper, calendar too, that I write things out a long way ahead of time. It's just as they come up, and I have a Google Calendar too. So I have a lot of sort of things backing this up. But on the whiteboard calendar, I mark down all of our activities, my kids and my activities and different stuff we've got going on, practices, all those sorts of things, school activities. And it's color-coded. <laughs> so for me, things that are in black are sort of general things. Things that are in red are school-related things. Stuff that is in blue is just the stuff that the kids and I are sharing and doing together. And stuff that is in green is my media stuff, business, meetings, things like that. So I can, and that's not the end of it. I, I write down lists of here's media stuff that I want to be doing and jot down other things. I like to map out ahead of, a month ahead of time when my kids might want to pack their lunches for the month, stuff like that. So to my point, that might seem a little restrictive. That might seem a little overly planned. But I like to really be planned up front so that I'm not, I'm not worrying about things when I'm in them. So when, I'm, when a day comes up, I'm not worried about, what do I got going on today? Oh, I got to do this thing. Oh, I forgot that, blah, blah. I, I don't like that. That, to me, is, is stressful. I don't want to be stressed. I want to enjoy my day. And I want to be able to totally change course if I want. I'm, I don't see organization as restrictive. I see it as something that gives me a lot of freedom. Because if I have a great plan going in, then I can change things and stuff's not going to fall off the rails. Or when unexpected things come up. That's, that's maybe the key. Some people have a really strict plan and when things don't go according to plan, which is often the case in life, they have a hard time adapting. I try not to be like that. We talked about last week, protective but not precious. I try not to be precious about those sorts of things. Something comes up, I'm well prepared, I'm organized, that's fine. Then I can move things around. That's part of the reason I like to be prepared for things. 
I will even, I didn't even realize this was sitting here, coincidentally. I will make daily little notes in my pocket about stuff that I want to do. And it'll have everything from, oh, here's a couple of things I want to hit for sure at school. Here's what I want to, what I have to make sure I have before I leave the house in the morning, those sorts of things. And I think about that the night before. That's kind of, again, back to that jazz thing. If I'm teaching in class, if I'm coaching, I will make pretty detailed plans. It's track season right now. I coach throwers. I'll make very detailed plans about what we're going to do every day. I'll make a plan for the week. I send those plans out to my athletes at the start of the week. They can see our game plan for the whole week. Here's what I want to address. But I send it as a Google Doc so I can change it. And after every practice, then I reassess, and here's the things I maybe want to tweak that we maybe didn't get to. I want to hit harder uh, after seeing our performance today. Here's what I want to do tomorrow. But I've got a plan because when, when I'm in it, when I'm coaching, I don't want to be thinking about what's next. I want to be reacting to what my athletes need. It's the same thing in class. I hope my classes don't seem very planned. I want it to seem very freeform, but it can only be that way and be effective if I've done a lot of planning ahead of time. That I have a very good idea of, here's the projects that we're going to be doing, here are things that I want to show you. And then from there, I can jump off and go all other directions. And I think my students probably tell you, we, we get what you would maybe call off course a lot, but it's because I have a game plan of where I want to get. And I don't really, I don't really care what avenue we take to get there, but if I've got a, a clear plan of where I want to be. I've got a clear vision for where I want to be. We can take different routes to get there. So that is one of the great things about organization. For me, it allows me to to be more free and to really be in the moment then because I'm not, I'm not worried. I know that I've put in the front end work so then I can experience it. So that's what we're going to focus on this week is finding ways to be organized. And people certainly don't need to do what I do. That may be a little much for some people. But I like to be busy and I, but a lot of the stuff that I have on my calendar is these are activities that I want to do. And these are days when I'm going to go do my thing and work out and do all this stuff. I've got that scheduled and I've got no problem changing things because I've got a plan, plan of action. All right. Thank you. Family time 100 will be up next week. Until then, much love. My blog post this week is go play. I love playing with my kids. My daughter Claire is 10 years old. She's in fourth grade. My son Mickey is 11 years old. He's in fifth grade. I'm sure we're rapidly approaching the moment they don't really want to play with their dad. Not in the same way we do now where we can literally say we're going to go play. 
where we can play hide and seek, we can play with Legos, we can play with Nerf guns, we can play with toys, we can play video games, we can play board games, we're going to go play. And that's still a term they'll use. Going to go to their rooms, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go play. That's such a great thing. Such a wonderful thing we do when we're children. I'm going to go play. And we forget how to do that. We bury it under all the monotony and obligation of adult life, and we forget to just go play. I'm a, I, I think I do a lot of like, I'm just going to go play. I'm going to go do something I enjoy, whether it's, oh, I'm just going to sit around. I'm going to fiddle with my guitar. I'm going to go draw some stuff. I'm going to go write. I'm going to go make some media stuff. I'm going to go work out with people, train Taekwondo, jujitsu, train martial arts stuff. I'm going to go play. That's my time to go do stuff like that. I don't maybe don't call it that, but maybe I should. Hey, I'm going to go play. I'm just going to go have fun time. We all need that. I think it's great. I, that's one of the many great things about being a dad is we just get to play again. I love, like if my kids want to play hide and seek, I don't play hide and seek with them to just humor them. I'm playing hide and seek because I want to play hide and seek. Hide and seek is a fantastic game. So when I'm going to hide, I'm trying to hide and I don't want them to find me. And if we're, if we've got a base involved, you better believe that I will be peeking around wherever I'm hiding from, and I'm going to sprint to that base, and I don't want to get caught, by golly. We're playing hide-and-seek. I think I've talked about on here before when I was hiding behind a tree near the street on our property, and a man drove by and started talking to me. He wasn't sure what I was doing. It looked like I was deep in thought, leaned up against this tree, and I had to explain to him that I was hiding. We had a pretty serious game of hide-and-seek going on and he inadvertently ruined my hiding spot but th that's the thing I, I genuinely enjoy that time just playing and my kids enjoy it and I know as they get into middle school and high school we're not going to play in the same way we're probably not going to be coming home from a middle school sports practice and they're going to want to squeeze in a quick game of tag running around the yard like we will sometimes do now before we even get in the house. They're probably going to spend less time wanting to play with toys. But the other thing I'll say with that, not to sound like the old man who's like, hey, we just get hooked on our phones and things like that, but to a point we do. And I don't... I just, I'm certain that I've never had scrolling through social media something that was as in fun, as engaging as playing hide-and-seek or Red Rover or those things that I played when I was a kid. Those things are fantastic. They're fun. Keep the balloon off the ground. Has there ever been a better game invented than keep the balloon off the ground? Maybe catch... Catch is a pretty great game. Simple, perfect. 
Throw the ball, catch it, throw it back. Excellent. Keep the balloon off the floor. Those things. The floor is lava. Setting up an obstacle course. That stuff is a lot of fun. And I was just thinking about that. I enjoy that time with my kids. I hope that they don't forget how to play. And even though I know it's going to look different, I hope they don't forget how to do things that just bring them joy. For the sake of joy. For no reason other than it just brings out pure and wonderful exuberance. (laughs) I also think... Sometimes I just, I like to play with my kids and I like to coach and be around sports because to me, it's kind of the closest thing of like, yeah, it's still, it's a game. And that's great. Games are fun. A lot, honestly, a lot of adult social interactions bore me. You get together with a group of other adults and what do they want to talk about? Talk about their jobs, complain sit around and <laughs> maybe maybe you'll play some board games, stuff like that, which is fun, or some other social activities. But that's not a knock. I certainly have a lot of people that I like to hang out with and I like to just have conversations with, that sort of thing. But, man, like just playing a game, just playing is pretty great. And we often, I think, look back at the time when we were children favorably. We look at that time with rose-colored glasses, and we think about the good old days. Not really that the days, it's not that the days were better. It's that maybe we were better. We were having more fun. We were a little more true to ourselves. We were a little more true to the things that actually empower us and impassion us and all those sorts of things. So that's it. I hope my, my children don't forget how to play. I hope everyone listening remembers how to play and makes some time to have some fun that you can take a moment and just say, I'm going to go play. This week's podcast is brought to you by Baseball Glove Smell. If you've never been a baseball player, you're probably not going to appreciate this one. But if you ever were a baseball player, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. There is something so wonderful and transcendent about the smell of a baseball glove. I know it's leather. But it's something more than that. This baseball glove smell. You hold it up to your face. It's getting to be baseball season. My kids and I have gotten the gloves out, playing baseball and softball together a lot recently. It gets really gets into February and March, and we're kind of that spring training mode kicks in. And there's just something about that smell of a baseball glove. I was <laughs> I was not a very good baseball player. I played baseball through high school. Loved baseball. 
was not a very accomplished baseball player. My my athletic abilities <laughs> didn't really shine in baseball. I was more of a football player, more of a martial arts guy, those sorts of things. But but I love baseball. I love the little idiosyncrasies of it. I love that it's just sort of for me synonymous with spring and summer and being outside and those memories are great. The grass, the smell of the glove, the feel of the ball, all those sorts of things. So that's it. If baseball's not your thing, that's okay. But I hope you have some things like that too. Those those smells, those sights, those sounds that kind of transport you to a different plane of existence. Now, from me to you. For our good news segment, we talked about Wrestling With Character, an organization out of Omaha, Nebraska, that's using the sport of wrestling to help develop healthy and confident young athletes, but also to promote citizenship and character. I'm all for that. That, to me, is the best thing about sports. And I love sports. I love athletics. I love training, physically, mentally. So I think that's great. Wrestling with character. For family time, we talked about organization. I kind of went on about all the different things I do to stay organized and set up systems of success for myself. And that's really what it is. Organization setting up systems that work for us. Nobody else has to do what I do. A lot of people probably wouldn't like it very much. But I have a system that works pretty well for me. And I tweak things too. When things, okay, this maybe isn't helping as much or maybe I could do this to help this part be organized or help me focus on this thing. And that's great. We can always change. We can change our plans, but first we need a plan. And that's what helps us get where we want to go. In my blog post this week, Go Play, just talked about having fun. Having fun for fun's sake, taking some time. That's something we can build into our schedules when we organize. Just build in time for fun, for the things we like to do, to just go and play. Until next time, I appreciate everyone so much for joining me again. As always, feel free to reach out through all the Luke Nielsen media socials, Luke Nielsen Media at Gmail, LukeNielsen.com, all those sorts of things, which I always, always feel weird promoting anything anyway because I appreciate anybody who shares their time with me, but I don't think my stuff's better than anything else, and I'm just not very interested in self-promotion. It's a little weird when all of my stuff just has my name on it, so to be clear, the only reason that like everything is Luke Nielsen Media is I, I tried to come up with different names. And there's just a lot of stuff out there that already has a lot of names. And I just figured, well, at least if I use my name, I'm not going to be infringing on anyone else's intellectual property or something. It's my name. Uh, plus, then if people like it or don't, whatever, I, I take ownership for it. My name's on it. But anyway... All the Luke Nielsen Media stuff, feel free to reach out. We're doing the videos and audio stuff, working through Earnest from Earth, 
my book, putting that out there for people too. So feel free to interact. It's always great to hear from people. It always kind of strikes me when then when people do say like mention something about like, oh hey, you said this, I heard you talk about that. A lot of the time, as we talk about organization, I have a plan for what I'm gonna talk about. Uh, but then I just start talking. And I also, you can probably tell, judging by the sound quality of a lot of this, not real professional level, I just make sure it's recorded and I don't listen to it again. I don't, I'm not particularly fond of listening to the sound of my own voice. So I just put it out there into the world and sometimes people bring up to me like, oh, hey, you said this thing. And I'm like, I did. Sometimes I'm like, hey, that sounded pretty okay. I should write that down or something. But uh, I always appreciate that. Until next time, love yourself, love each other, love the fight. Mm-hmm.